0: to Caffeinated Calling. Have you ever wondered what God's calling is on your life or what that means or why you should even care? Let's dive in.
1: Alrighty, welcome back listeners to the one, the only Caffeinated Calling podcast. And today's a special day. Today is a special, very special episode. This is, in case you didn't, If you got the last part of episode 7 at the end, I gave a little hint to it. But this is episode 8 and the final episode of season 1. I'm really excited, guys, because, man, it's been a journey. Um, And do not be afraid. Season 2 is Among Us. It's coming. Um... Stay tuned for the end of the episode. For the end of the episode, where I'll talk a little bit more about what to expect and what's to come in season two. Um, big stuff happening. Just know that. Super excited. The best is yet to come. Um, but before we get too excited about the future, I want to talk about why I'm so excited about the present right here, right now. Episode eight. Episode ocho. Yeah, I've been I've been brushing up on my español. I know. Um, and. Today is a special episode, other than just yes, it's the last episode of the season. But also, I have a really good friend, a brother of mine, on to f- just to cap us off, just to send us um, into send us into this final final season, into the next season with a bang. The one, the only, Danny Palencia. Palencia, I always mess up his last name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say what I I won't say what I normally get messed up with. Uh this is a family friendly podcast. So um but welcome Danny, welcome
0: to the pod. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate
1: Dude, it. I'm super excited for this one. How are you feeling?
0: I'm you know, I'm feeling good. Adjusting, you know. Yeah? Adjusting to Kansas. Justin just to Kansas, Justin to
1: Wichita. Know. Uh you've been no here weather. for how long? Shoot, I've been here since August. August. So that's like what,
0: three or four months? I'm, I'm it's bad
1: November bad. now? Yeah, it yeah. just started November, so August October, August, September, October, November. So about on, going into 3 months, yeah, on the yeah. 4? Yeah. I think we're
0: going, going to 4. My math's right? I think it's 4.
1: Going into 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dang, son. Well, before In two we 2 months it'll
0: be half a year, bro. Let's go. <laughs> That's
1: wild. That's wild. Gross. And before you know it, you'll be like, me and it'll be over a year." Woo! But before we get far ahead of ourselves, um Danny, tell tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're doing. Right now, what's your life look like right this moment?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, right now, uh, in the, you know, in the real world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the real world.
0: I'm, uh, I'm a barista at Fairmount Coffee. Shout, Shout out to Fairmount. Family. Yeah, big fan. Uh, and then, you know, as far as my church life, mm-hmm. you know, I'm uh, helping out in the creative and tech department at Vima. Big help. Yeah. Also, um, kind of putting my hand anywhere I can with the young adults ministry and. Did. Honestly, anywhere I can, hey, I'm loving it,
1: bro. That's all it. that's one of the things I love the most about Danny. Uh, one thing I noticed right away from the first time I met him was this guy's a jack of all trades. Um, I thought I was a jack of all trades, and then I met Danny, and I was like, I'm a jack of some trades. <laughs> um, this man literally could freaking make a sailboat out of duct tape. So, but um, if only, if only, <laughs> if only, man, dude. Me and Danny, like, it's it's funny how we know each other. Um, it goes way back farther than, like, than you'd think. But uh, h- how do we know each other, Danny? Give us a little behind the scenes.
0: Whew. A little right. history. Yeah, a little history. Um, so, originally, I am from Louisiana. You played Gator Arkansas, Town, baby. you're from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remind me, you went to Bible college in Arkansas, correct?
1: Yes, sir. High okay. school and college in Arkansas. Yee, yee, go uh, go, hogs, woo we'll pig suey.
0: Sick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got your hogs. I got my hogs. You got your gators. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, so I was a
0: Bible college student in Louisiana, and he was a Bible college student in Arkansas. Represent. And
1: H.S.M. Great shout out. The
0: thing about Bible colleges that I wish all colleges would offer Right. is that they let you go work for these big time companies, and these big time companies are like, hey, we'll pay, you know. For your hotel, we'll fly you out. Mm-hmm. The whole shebang. You just got to work for us, and that'll cover a portion right. of your tuition, depending on how many that you work. Correct. And I'm like,
1: sign me up.
0: My, yeah, I mean, I get to travel, at any cost, hang out with people,
1: hang out with meet, people, new, people, meet new people, which it's the best part personally.
0: Network. Network.
1: Right. See you at the top. If you guys don't know that, get get educated. <laughs> anyway. circle
0: of trust. <laughs> anyway, um, and so because of that. Uh, we were able to pay off our tuition mm. for our college, which I think is a great opportunity. Because Bible you college skills is too, expensive. Like, especially for uh, church plants. You get some pretty good skill doing that stuff.
1: Big facts. Uh, like I said, I thought I was a jack of all trades. I'm a jack of many trades. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say, I think that's more fair. Jack of many trades. But, what's up, Jack? What's up, Jack? But uh, yeah, man. So we met. We Met doing those trips. Um, I don't know if we can say the companies we work for, I'm not going to just yeah. on the safe side, but let's just say we're working for some big, big time, companies. time companies, small, small town boys, big time companies, um, which was just so much fun. We worked, well, let's see, uh, we it was so cool because like this was the, throughout the what two years, throughout uh, time of two, three years, yeah, yeah, almost three years, um, yeah, if you count your internship, yeah, years. counting all the internship times, um, so let's see, like. Orlando was well, actually that's where we yeah, first time so met. We,
0: we met in Orlando
1: Orlando it was uh, so hot dude it
0: was. we had different events too like mm-hmm. I think we also met up in Atlanta Atlanta Washington DC
1: Washington Did we mean Dallas ever I think
0: yeah, I think that was the Dallas. second time I think we Dallas. went it was There's Dallas
1: time. um we're drinking something that's related to Casey tell me a little bit about that Danny
0: yeah so uh today we're drinking from messenger coffee mm. uh which is a coffee house out in uh kansas city very popular one
1: big um, roasters yeah
0: big 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 <laughs> almost every store out here in wichita seems to be selling it right and uh specifically even my shop that i work at mm-hmm. fairmount shout, shout out fairmount African again uh <laughs> we sell this one so, me so you can fairmount. come get it here if you like but it's our san antonio blend mm. come straight out of costa rica bro
1: San Antonio blend, straight out coast <laughs> street. I like it. I like it. Well, tell us a little bit about the San Antonio blend.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's definitely on the earthier side.
1: I do like earthy.
0: I do too. Like a lot of people like kind of hate on it, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little for
1: it. It's, it's So why. for me, like I really like fruity. I really like earthy. And they're, like, on the complete opposite sides of the taste uh, flavor spectrum. But, like, I'm a big – when I drink my coffee because I like just so many different types of, like, flavors, Mm -hmm. it's a mood thing for me. Yeah. So, fruity is, like – fruity is something I'm going to drink while I'm, like, working, like, I'm focusing. It's kind of like every time I sip, it's kind of like a, oh, yeah, like a regenerized kind of energy push where I really like to drink, you know, um, earthy flavors and have that kind of, like – uh, tasting notes of coffee when I'm like when I'm having a conversation or if I'm yeah. just relaxing because it's just it's smooth and it and it and it's, I don't I don't know man that's just that's just Sir, me
0: you're more the guy who drinks coffee to relax or to get energized
1: see that's the interesting like, thing do you
0: love a ton of espresso
1: well Danny working at Fairmount Coffee Co shout out to Fairmount Coffee Co <laughs> and every barista there that knows my personal order um what is my go-to order
0: man you just get the cortado i not i'm because it's a cortado you just want to feel fancy
1: I, it's not real. though i i honestly come on y'all make it fancy by handing me this <laughs> wooden wooden slab to put my cortado on i'm like i don't need it i'm not that bougie um but no i get a cortado with oat milk yes, lactose sir. intolerant boys represent Shout out. um and then obviously I get the mineral water on the side the topo chico um Cortado for y'all that don't know. It's an equal parts. It's uh, it's two shots espresso and then equal part um, oat milk. So uh, it's just. And here's the thing. It's that beautiful I love to it. ratio. I love bitter. I love bitter. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing though, when I drink coffee, it used to be for energy. Like when I was in college. Still technical in college, but when I was younger in college, I drank coffee to energize to get going. Now I drink coffee like I, I think I have an issue. Uh, mom, we might need to go see a doctor because I don't get caffeine kicks anymore. I've built up such an immunity, and so
0: probably need to go on that too. Honestly,
1: <laughs> so now I drink coffee just for the flavor and enjoyment. But I do drink coffee when I'm trying to. If I like mint, it's I don't know if it's a placebo effect or like a mental thing where. I, I drink coffee and when I drink coffee, I tell my like mentally, I'm like, okay, we're about to do something, whether that's, you know, talk to people, whether that's work, what whatever that may be. I'm doing something functional that needs energy. Um, and then I recently got into tea. And so tea is kind of like what I drink when I want to relax though.
0: See, for me, coffee has always been the relaxer. It's never been interesting. It's never been. To get energized, like I'm like, oh, I need coffee. Or I'm not gonna get through the day. Like that hasn't been me, and I don't know why. Maybe that's a health thing or tolerance. Hmm. I don't know. But I can literally drink a cup of coffee right before I go to bed and be perfectly fine.
1: I can do that now. I can drink coffee before I go to bed now. But just because like my toler caffeine tolerance is so built up that like it won't like I'm not gonna like I don't I don't. Well, here's what it is. It's not. I think I genuinely think it's a placebo effect. Where mentally I go into a mindset when I drink coffee that I'm about to grind or I'm about to work. Yeah. I can go to bed. I definitely
0: need that for my focus. But,
1: yeah, like, I start every day with a cup of coffee. Like, I have to. I sound like my dad now. Dad, stop drinking Folgers, please, for the love my of all things holy. Lord. I've tried to get him to drink other quality coffee. And he's like, eh, Folgers, throw a little uh, vanilla, uh, French vanilla, uh, what is that called? Uh... Um, flavoring, whatever it's called, in it. He's like, it tastes like candy. I'm like, oh, Dad, do better. My dad's listening to this, by the way. He's one of my biggest supporters. Dad, I love you. Uh, shout out Blackbird. Print and design out in Nevada, Iowa. Proud of you, pops. Anyways, segueing back, though. The coffee we're drinking today is can be found and sold. Is sold and can be found locally at Fairmount Coffee Co. Shop local, support local. We love yes. it we love it. Go see Danny at work. I practically should pay rent there because I spend so much time. So you'll probably see me. All right. Well, hey, Danny, let's hop into uh, the first segment, the first part of this interview. Um, I really enjoy the first part because we kind of just dive into you, your life, your upbringing, um, and how all of that has affected who you are today, um, what you believe your calling is the calling put on your life, the unique um, God given calling um, purpose that God has for you. Um, but before we jump into that, really quick, this is a celebratory episode. Yes, it is. Episode eight, final episode, season finale of season one, Caffeine Calling. And so, you know, as as the good Christian man that I am, um, uh, we got we got a little something special. We're also going to drink. Now that uh, I'm full on coffee, what 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 is this bad boy? We're popping out here. I don't know if you can hear this i got to say that that's a up. satisfying sound. That was. That was. I wish I wish there was a little more carbonation, but it's fine. What are we like drinking, this. dog? Man, this looks like a – is that a Martinelli? Is that Martinelli? No, it's actually not. This is uh, – uh, it is, but it's not. This is the uh, Aldi brand. <laughs> Cheap because I'm poor. Uh, Shout um, out to Aldi, but this is not a – Yeah, this is Nature's Nectar. <laughs> Nectar. Oh, low-key. I kind of like that name better. Nature's Nectar, limited edition, non-alcoholic, sparkling white grape juice – cocktail
0: but if anybody asks we're drinking
1: Martini. we're drinking martinelli oh man thank you uh andy minio for making martinelli cool man you said it one time in one of your songs and now i just want to be like you honestly
0: bro but honestly congrats man
1: hey thanks brother it's been a journey it really has it's been a really fun crazy journey
0: i've enjoyed listening throughout the whole season bro
1: dude you're gonna make me cry
0: hey 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 hey, hey. Mm-mm. Dink it and sink it, my dude. Think it and sink it. Think it. There we go. Sink it.
1: Ah, oh, dude. Ooh. So good. And I don't even like grapes. I don't like grape juice. But I like Martinelli.
0: You need to like grape juice, my dude.
1: Here's the thing. I don't even like grape jam. I like strawberry jam.
0: Okay. Is this a Midwestern thing? Is it What's jam? Up? Or is it jelly? Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Or is there, is there an actual difference of jam? And yeah, jam? yeah,
1: there is. So... Okay. Jam and jelly, people make the mistake of interchanging them. Like, they're the same thing, but they're not. So, jelly is um, is what, like, you would... Oh, crap. How do I explain? So, jam is more sugar-based, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it's more... It's thicker. Yeah. Or jelly is a much, like, thinner and... Uh, oh, that's what it is. Okay. So, jam is is preserved, fruit preserved, or jelly... Is not a preserve. Like it's, it's like, it's thinner. It's. um, I'm doing a bad job of explaining. But does that help a little bit?
0: Yeah, sure. For the sake he, of he, for, for the, the sake, sake <laughs> of the podcast and me gaining understanding. He
1: has no idea. I That's have okay. No freaking idea. It's fine. It's fine. But congratulations to Caffeine Calling. Eight episodes. The best is yet to come.
0: Here's to the future, my dude. Okay.
1: Ah, God is good, man. God is good. Well, hey, let's hop into this. Let's go. So, as always, I always like to begin this segment with a very simple question, which is, how would you define calling? Calling? Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to give a definition, I know you're not a big fan of Christianese, and uh, nope. so <laughs> you might go into that later. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, if you had to explain what we would consider as Christians calling to a non-believer or a person outside of the church world, outside of the Christianese language... Mm-hmm. How would you describe it?
0: So I believe that um, every human being is given the ability to create, right? Hmm. We all come from a creator, so we reflect certain aspects of our creator. Traits, yeah. Um, Whether that's how we deal with uh, with or handle our emotions, um, our thought processes, how we create... How we speak, you know, different talents, gifts, Um, right? So we're we're all given the basis of creativity in many different forms. Um, You know, for you, that's you know, uh, spreading the gospel, spreading love through this podcast, right? Right. For me, that might be photography or graphics Mm. or video. um,
1: You kill, Adam, bro, so good.
0: Word articulation, you know, whatever that may be. Um, but I think call, calling right for me is using my God-given creativity to bring a picture of the throne room to Earth and making Dang, it son. making it reality, so much so in a truth that everyone can understand, but with a wow. tone of love.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Say so, that one more time. Say that one more time.
0: Right. So, taking the throne room. Right. Painting a
1: picture, painting a picture of, of the of throne it, room. It, painting a picture yep. of the throne room onto earth onto earth so that
0: everyone way, everyone understands it but with a tone of love because i believe there's a lot of times where you can bring a truth and you can paint a picture yeah but without love it's not really going to communicate well um and the bible you know even talks about that it's like you can have all these skills you can have this creativity all these different talents gifts but if you don't have love everything right. you're doing is pointless mm-hmm. so my goal with my calling is to create a place, create a space where people can, you know, come to be their best and do all God has called has called them to do but in a way that they're going to be loved and be protected throughout the whole process. Yeah, wow. Like I want to know, I want people to know like hey, like as I'm walking through this thing called life, as I'm walking through my calling, I know that I have somebody Right next to me, who's loving me through it and helping me through it.
1: Mm, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> that's so cool because you take, you're taking, you know, so you look at the Great Commission, right, that right. we're given, which is to spread the good news, spread the gospel. Um, but you're not stopping there just like, hey, we need to spread the gospel. But hey, this is how I'm going to do it. Right. And I think that's so cool because as Christians, that is the Great Commission. That is one of the greatest callings that we are given, mm-hmm. the greatest purpose. Um, but applying, I like how you did that because it's it's the, it's not just taking that, but it's also then applying it personally mm-hmm. to oneself of how I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's cool because everybody has that. Everybody um, needs to be walking in that. Um, you know that that's what calling is. It's mm-hmm. it's it's walking out. Our God-given destiny, um, our purpose, day in and day out, every single day. Um, and we can't do that if we don't, if we don't be specific. Um, if I just say, hey, I'm going to live my calling today, and that's all I go when I wake up in the morning. That's all I think about. Mm-hmm. That's all as much as I go, I'm going to fail because that's too broad. That's not measurable. That's not yeah. – I can't walk that out. I can't, I can't do that um in a day-to-day format. Mm-hmm. That's too overwhelming. I would be I would just I would give up because that's too much. Yeah. But I love how you first of all I I really like the <laughs> the illustration of painting a picture of the throne of the throne room in a way that everyone can understand. And everyone can with see with
0: the it. tone of love.
1: With the tone of love. Because once again at the end of the day if 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 we do anything and it's without love, then it's for nothing. Mm-hmm. What scripture is that? uh Bible college game.
0: Oh. We're gonna pretend. Know, I meant to look at? Are meant to look at that verse earlier today? <laughs> and I'll be honest, I. Bro, I it's. Kind of forgot to. But.
1: Hey, we both went to Bible college. It's fine. We know our Bible, just not a hundred percent of the time. At all times at. Check one a.m. Me on,
0: check me. On Sorry, this.
1: one a.m. My brain's a little fuzzy. Okay. <laughs> at check a me on this.
0: It's probably either. Uh, it's probably either 1 Corinthians 14 or Acts 14. Somewhere,
1: mm. somewhere the fact in that, that you went to the chapter, I'm kind of impressed. I was going to say New Testament because I knew I was going to be right if I just said New, Testament. It's definitely I'm New safe. Testament. I'm safe.
0: But it's either Acts or Corinthians.
1: Because
0: mm. it talks about...
1: Um, I don't think it's Acts. I, I, would, I put my money more on Corinthians, honestly, because I don't talks think about it's about
0: Acts. about the different Acts um, and just kind of the roles of... Uh, each person the bible, right right but he kind of goes on to say you know even without this like
1: oh you have, gosh you, you might be right love. then it is acts uh yeah. the hard thing it's the acts. great thing and the it's hard thing about acts. bible well, here's here's the great and the hard thing about the bible it's it, beautiful because everything is a pick everything aligns in a way that it all coincides and and comes together as one cohesive story yeah So things are repeated. Things are just reset in different ways in different imageries, um, which is great because that makes learning better, but it makes it hard when you can't remember where one specific thing or a specific phrase or wording used in a scripture, because it could be in seven different places because it was quoted in seven different places in different ways. But anyways, I, I, uh, concede, um, that, that, uh, argument with myself. Um, So talking about that, then um, I love you. You said, you know, you said with the tone of love that really makes me think. I think um, obviously as Christians, we want to do everything with love. But the fact that you add that in there so personally for yourself makes me leads me to believe that there's 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 a bigger, more personal reason than just um, than just the common person to add that in there for yourself. So what? Let's let's kind of like take a deep dive. Let's do a little time warp speed. Let's go back in time, young young Danny living the dream (laughs) maybe not living actually not living the dream more than likely (laughs) um take it back to young Danny and we're going to work from let's say uh, adolescent Danny to now uh, and how all that affected you why is the tone of love so important why do you think all that has had a big effect on what you're calling is now and today
0: (sighs) Well, man, dude, if you—if I told you the Danny you are looking at right now is the Danny you would have saw back then. Yeah. Dude, it's not. Right. Same. It's
1: not the same. Praise God um, for, first of all, life transformation, but yeah. also shout out to puberty. Yo, 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 <laughs> thank you, God, for puberty. My mother thinks uh, I was a good-looking child and she was just a really great parent that was really good at lying to her kid. Um, that's all that it was.
0: Unfortunately, puberty comes with a few extra pounds.
1: <sighs> oh, <my God. laughs> yo, Bible college comes with a few extra pounds, dog. Real, we bro. both gained actually a lot of weight in Bible college, jeez. Anyways, back to the story.
0: So, yeah, old me was not the same as me today. Uh, as of right now, as you can see, I'm very talkative, kind of laughing all over the place, you know. Right. Uh, that would have never been me back then. Back then, I was probably one of the most silent, most shy people you could ever meet. Like, think of that one kid who literally just never had friends, doesn't talk ever. Like, rumor has it he's never spoken. That was me. <laughs> I'm dead serious.
1: Never would have known. I, I, would, I've ne- I don't know anything about that. Yeah. That was
0: that was me. And uh, a lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, parts of how I kind of dealt with uh, family issues that I had. Um, mm-hmm. when I was very young, probably around, like... 11, 12, I don't know, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, my parents got in a divorce. Um, also my dad, uh, was not always the best to me. Let's right. Let's put it that way. Um, and a lot of it, it just kind of shut me up. You know, I fell into this place where I was like, man, I've got no purpose. My family's falling apart. Uh, You know if God loved me like this would not happen the truth of the matter is my life is a failure Mm. blah 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 and so I just kind of like took in all the you know the lies of the enemy and I made it my personal truth and because Mm. I made it my personal truth it shut me up and kept me back from achieving uh my calling and
1: achieving
0: uh what I could be you know and grew up with a lot of people making fun of me. Um,
1: I don't want to interrupt you, but that's oh man. I guess I, I guess that really just spoke to me the idea that when we when we accept man's truth in situations, it only only brings you know uh, negativity. Only breeds darkness and only breeds uh, depression. Only breeds yeah. Um, honestly, nothing nothing good. Um, and that's honestly in a world today where. The common phrase is your truth. Truth is you. Your truth is fact, or truth is what you want it to be. Like that's something that society is pushing so hard today. Like that's so dangerous. Yeah, it's so dangerous because at the because if there's not one truth, then everything is false. Mm-hmm. And and the amazing thing though is if we're able to not fall into that which is so easy sometimes but we're able to not fall into that place into that mindset so thinking that our truth is fact and when we're able to go back and remember um, and be reminded that the only truth is God's word the only yeah. truth is God's truth God's plan mm-hmm. um, yeah sorry I don't keep going but I just I just thought that about that no, it was just good, really good,
0: good. yeah um, so when I accepted uh, you know the truth of well, not the truth. When I accepted the lies mm-hmm. of the people around me and made it my personal truth, right? Uh, that's when I started to hinder myself and hinder the spirit, right? Because uh, there's another verse in the Bible, and man, I literally am ha- having so much trouble with pointing it right? <laughs> But there's a verse that says, like, you know, um, your flesh craves what's contrary to the spirit. Your, mm. spirit uh, your spirit craves what's contrary to the flesh, so they're incompatible. And that's why you got to pick one or the other.
1: Yeah. And so
0: um,
1: they're always being conflict. There's never. Yeah. And because
0: because there's an incompatibility and they cannot work together like I accepted the flesh. So that means I rejected the spirit. And so because I rejected the spirit, I was hindering it. You know, my my selfish desires, what I want, it hinders the spirit Mm -hmm. inside of me. And so I went on just being this very quiet person, someone who is uh, constantly being made of, made fun of for different reasons, uh, was never the most athletic guy, was never the most um, built dude, for sure. Right. <laughs> uh, I can relate. Did not have pretty much any friends. Uh, did you have a 4.0, though? No. I wasn't that smart. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I, Same I, boat.
0: Honestly did not have much going for me (laughs) just going to be real right uh was not necessarily the ladies man Mm. Um, and so you know high school comes around and i'm just starting to build more and more resent uh towards my family and towards uh my dad my dad more specifically um but also towards the people who i just saw around me right and all these voices in my head just got louder and louder and louder Voices that may not even exist as far as like like you know how you start to believe one thing that someone actually said, but then you start to conjure up other things similar to that right well you know what actually said, but you're taking that on and you're believing well
1: you, well you well I think you know the devil's so good at manipulation and so good at breed uh, taking one line breeding it into a pile of lies yeah. where we take one phrase um, and we overthink it so much and we beat ourselves so much that we take that one phrase that one lie mm-hmm. and we and it and it takes root and it and it gives birth to 10,000 more lies within that or of that lie mm-hmm. and it and and none of it's true and if we're able, if we if we just stepped back from that one initial lie and go wow that's not true then all of those would be silenced yeah and all 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 the lies that we believe about ourselves lead to one lie which is honestly for me i think for most of us it's i'm not good enough Mm-hmm. or I'm not worthy, or another one thing would be, I'm not deserving yeah. of love, deserving of a, a blank you input.
0: Yeah, it's, it, dude, it took me so long to climb out of there. And, <laughs> um, you know, throughout high school, I was like, I'm not going to serve God. Like, I believe in God. He's great. Right. You know, but he doesn't right. have me in the greatest position and Mm. uh, I would sit in church right and they're saying all these things but I'm like I feel like some of these are half truths and I also feel like there's a lot of stuff they're saying that I can't understand
1: I can't relate to
0: but it's not because I don't have the capacity to understand Hmm. it's because the way they're speaking does not speak in a way that the world would understand because if you look at what do you mean if you look at Christian society, um, Christian culture, it's a very insider thing. <laughs> we talk about go- right. we talk about going out and reaching people, but we stay very insider. You know, mm-hmm. if we talk about Christian stuff, if we send Christian memes. You know, <laughs> we send that to our Christian friends. Right. If we want to have a biblical discussion, you don't see us trying to uh, have those with people who do not believe the same as us. Mm. Um, and just a lot of things that we say like oh I'm in this wilderness season
1: <laughs> I'm in the valley I'm on the mountaintop stop uh, this season I'm so I'll, I'll admit I'm such so guilty of using the word season but it just works I for everything low key I'm not guiltless. gonna lie it fits perfectly a lot of times but no yeah definitely but,
0: like we start talking and we start talking about, the blood of Jesus and well, <laughs> okay the blood First of off, Jesus the blood of Jesus powerful as heck praise the lamb right <laughs> But if I'm saying stuff like that, if I'm saying praise the Lamb, if I'm saying the blood right. of Jesus, if I'm saying like, oh, we're gonna anoint some stuff, like
1: yeah, you use the word anoint, right? Like, right. Like nobody
0: knows if you're not in the Christian circle, like right. you don't know what I'm talking about. You freaked out, I honestly. I sound crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm a wash partake, in the
1: blood, son.
0: Partake in the blood today and the Bible. <laughs> you're like no, and so uh, they, you know, Christian culture speaks in a language that the world does not understand. Mm. And say that again. Christian culture speaks in a language the world does not understand.
1: So tell me, Danny.
0: Can I do a little exercise with you real quick? I'm
1: kind of scared, but sure.
0: All right. Um, on the count of three, we're going to say our favorite color. Right? Okay. One, two, three. Blue. 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 Okay. Wait, that, wait. That, that did do we, I didn't
1: actually pause. Do we have the same favorite color? Well, I guess obviously we just both said blue. Okay, Anyways. Okay,
0: you don't say blue. Same I'll say
1: blue. I'll say Sean us I'll, I'll say just Sean's say favorite else, color, I right. got you.
0: Three, two, one. Orange.
1: Blue.
0: Now say it louder at the same time. One,
1: two, three. Blue. Orange. My mic's gonna okay, hit me.
0: So we both said two different things at uh-huh. the same levels. Right. But nobody's understanding what we're saying because we're saying two different things at once.
1: Right. Ah, now watch this. Okay.
0: Say, uh, blue at a very quiet voice at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one. Blue. Now say it at a regular voice. Blue. Blue. Now say it at a louder voice. Blue. Blue. So at any volume, anybody can understand what we're saying. Mm. They know what we're about at any volume. So whether the church is quiet or the church is loud, or the church is yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: speaking, you know
0: what we're about and you know what we're saying in a way we can understand it. Mm. But christian culture we have different circles you have your pentecostals your baptists your catholics your non-denoms etc
1: ags yeah 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 Yeah,
0: all that so you have all these different languages right and we're all trying to say what we think the bible is at the same time hmm.
1: but no one i'm starting get, to pick up what you're laying okay no one,
0: no one gets it right but if we're all preaching the gospel in the truth that it came in the bible right we're not we're not picking and choosing we're taking what the bible says and we say it it doesn't matter what volume we say it at or how we say it everybody's going to understand
1: well i have a question for you then would you recommend then instead of using quote-unquote christianese or christian culture language that we predominantly would use would it be better or worse than to move more towards using the words of the, the, the words that the world would use like for instance, if you think about the Gen Z Bible I know that's honestly like a meme yeah. um, that Bible Gen Z Bible translation, but like in that context, is that so, would that be something you' would approve of or is that are we going extreme into the opposite direction at that point so
0: I, I, don't, I don't think you should speak in that way.
1: Hmm. I do
0: think you should find a way to creatively speak to Gen Z um, but he, the way I put it is that when it comes to the gospel, right, look at the way Jesus spoke. Yeah. Right? In our terms today, what Jesus is saying doesn't make a lot of sense. Like He starts <laughs> talking about, like, the pigeons and the farmers and all that stuff.
1: Dog, I got pet pigeons. I know exactly what's up.
0: <laughs> you know, like, he he's talking about, like, the man of many talents. And you're like, what the heck is a talent? Like, he's not talking about, like, skill. He's talking about money. Dude,
1: Loki took me multiple times of reading that to realize that.
0: Yeah. And so, like... He's speaking in a way that we don't understand, but in the time of where he was time at, period he culture. Didn't, he, that wasn't a Christianese thing. That wasn't Christian culture. That was him speaking in the, in what they know. Right. And so, and like those were called parables. Um, and so the way I've kind of taken it is that we should speak when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to bringing truth and bringing love to people, right? We should speak an earthly language with a heavenly dialect. Hmm. If that makes sense. So dialect, um, it's a, a form of the language, right? It's not its own language. It's just a form of it. And so I can take, uh, I can take the Bible, put it in a way that people will understand it, but still have the dialect of truth and love. Right.
1: Uh, Right. Yeah. 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 There's
0: there's times where you can get the word and you can try to apply it to today, but you're going to end up twisting some stuff you're going to end up leaving out some some truth and it's either going to be heresy <laughs> either on accident or on purpose you know and people aren't going to get the complete truth that they need to hear yeah right i could tell you how to put out a fire in your house but if i don't give you all the steps you're probably not going to <laughs> survive that one right
1: if but if, if well here's the thing if you step, just go stop drop i'm going to be on the ground
0: if I tell you just stop.
1: <laughs> well, just stop, drop in general, I'm going to burn into a Chris. You got to add the stop, drop, and roll.
0: Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. So I got to give you all the complete steps, which is why, like, when you're going to go speak the truth, like, speak all of it, dude. Don't leave it out. Yeah. You know, and a lot of things, like, another reason I don't like Christian culture, I'm, I'm just going to start calling shots. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love statements that rhyme.
1: Yo, listen, the peas. Look. Purpose, pain, potential.
0: Right. We love here's the thing, okay? <laughs> it's a great method right. because it helps people remember stuff. Which mm-hmm. is like you want that. But the Bible says to like to take the word into your heart. And the thing is we walk away from a lot of sermons, not taking the word in our heart. We just remember whatever that pastor said. The catchy that, that, phrase. That, that little catchy phrase that right. tweetable you know when uh we're on Instagram and you see everybody sharing those posts right right they're sharing stuff that isn't directly scripture it may be true right but they're only remembering that they're not remembering the word itself
1: hmm can i push back on that a little bit cuz i uh you know me i love controvert i love uh controversy now um i i definitely get what you're saying i think like there's some pastors that might take that um too far or might I take that uh and intentionally or unintentionally in the direction where it's i'm trying to sound i'm trying to sound trendy or i'm trying to sound cool or i'm trying to make this this and that. um but i think the original thought behind it and i think what the main goal for a lot of pastors when they use that yeah. is obviously yes the remembering part of it like the but i think the goal is that not that they just remember that quote quote unquote tweetable phrase mm. But when they think that they're able to remember that quotable, tweetable phrase, so that way that quote-unquote tweetable phrase then reminds them back to that scripture. Yeah. So I think, I think in a sense, I, get, I 100% get what you're saying. I think you make a really great point. I think a yeah. lot of times that, might, that honestly can be the problem where people are like, ah, I'm going to take this awesome phrase. Okay, now I'm going to make this my word from God. I'm going to make this my make Bible. It my Right, right. When it should be a spark plug, you know, like in your car. Yeah, so no. yeah, <laughs> he yeah. says, yeah, you turn <laughs> the ignition, right? Yeah, and I'm a spark you know. plug, what it does is it's immediate shock of energy that ignites um, the your fuel with the rest of your engine so it can run. So it, it doesn't last long, but it's mm-hmm. just like a m- immediate igni- ignition or ign- ignites quick spark, right? Spark yeah. plug. And, and I think that's what that's supposed to be for, our, or I think that's what the intentional goal is to have a phrase or to have quote-unquote uh, tweetable whatever it is to you think about it you remember it and that gives you flash okay where did that where was where is that founded in scripture where is that found in god's word yeah. and that should be i think if anything if you're going to do that as a preacher as a pastor i think a lot of them their intent is that but sometimes that's not always what happens
0: absolutely and i think um yeah i i agree with that but also um i think this is a question I raise to seasoned and non-seasoned Christians and just people in general. Right. Um, when you get that quotable, tweetable, whatever you want to call it, um, and even though it, it its goal is to point to Scripture, for the seasoned Christian and non-seasoned Christians and people who are not Christians at all, how often do you actually remember the Scripture that it pointed to?
1: Right, right.
0: Because I'll be honest, I don't.
1: No, that's a, that's a fair point.
0: So... I understand the goal, and I understand what it does, but I do not think...
1: Is it efficient?
0: Yeah, I don't know if... I, can, I don't think I can honestly say it's effective.
1: There we go. That's a better it's word. Yeah, is it effective?
0: Like, it's effective if you want to remember that phrase.
1: Right, but is it effective to push people to the and scripture? point people back to God's Word, Scripture, right. God's truth? Because what happens then... Oh, I see what you're doing, Danny. I see what you're doing. What happens then is if it's not pushing us and pointing us back to God's scripture, God's word, Why do it? God's truth, then all we're left with is even if they're a holy person, a pastor, a God-fearing man, woman, spirit-led person, if it's not if that phrase is not pushing people back to God's word, God's truth, mm-hmm. then they're left with man's word,
0: yep.
1: man's truth. And like we said at the beginning, man's word, man's truth is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Because
0: you can be, you can have the best intentions in the world, be sold out for God, and it still somehow points back to you. Then it's you not right.
1: about God. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's so good. I, I, you know what? That's a really good point, Danny. And I, I appreciate you really, like bringing that up. So my question then, and leading forward, is how how do you, how, how does that affect how does that affected you? Talking about this christianese um church convo conversations that really isn't always available or understanding to the outside the lost world the people we're supposed to be reaching Mm -hmm. how 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 does that align with you know you feel like your calling you feel like your purpose
0: so um kind of backtracking a little bit uh you know after kind of not understanding church i didn't step away from it Mm -hmm. but i was like i need to get somebody who can explain to me these truths translate yeah i I need a translator (laughs) (laughs) i like that and uh so i found this this uh older gentleman um did not know he was one of the elders of the church just was (laughs) like this is a pretty nice dude right and we have good conversation at church took me out for coffee what do you What a homie coffee conversations honestly I would dare say are even more effective than preaching sometimes. <laughs> I, Just, I would agree. I see a lot in a coffee conversation. Coffee
1: breeds conviction. Dang, I'm sorry. I was trying to do a C, a triple C, a double C. Uh, I, was trying to, I was trying to do a tweetable phrase. I'm yeah, sorry, world. Yeah. Forgive me, listeners. Anyways, Danny.
0: So I go and he's, um, you know, I'm still quiet at the time. And I'm like, okay, you know, what's the deal? Yeah. Like, how do I break this? Because I really want to get out of it, but I don't feel like I have the strength or the gifting to get out of this. And Mm. I also want a better understanding of what it is I'm listening to, so that way I can help. And why? So that way I can help people who were in the same spot as me. Mm, Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I literally had it in steps. Get me out of here. Get me a better understanding. Show me how to show people how to do the same thing and um, so he's like alright so on was it Friday morning it was either Friday mornings or morning morning this was years ago uh, me and him would go get coffee uh, at this place called Morning Call and uh, a couple of older gentlemen about the same age as him would come in with me and we would kind of do like a little bit of a Bible study but not in the sense of studying the Bible but kind of taking whatever we personally read on our own time and then explaining it in terms that Humans can naturally understand. Like we had cops who didn't even come to our church. Like we're showing up to this thing, and uh it was kind of funny because I'm just like this young kid, young a, buck, with young blood, of, like fifty and sixty year old people, and Yo. just and so like, Loki, I kind
1: of love old people.
0: Yeah, but I love them too. But I just felt so out of place. But at the same time, <laughs> I was like, I feel so out of place. But this is like where I want to be. Right. And. um
1: See, sorry, not old people, seasoned people. Seasoned people. That's that's go. the proper politically correct term.
0: And he's like, hey, you know, have you ever read the story of Gideon? And I was mm. like, no, why? He goes, go check it out. I'm like, all right. And, um, you know, for the people listening, uh, in short terms, uh, there was this army. And Gideon's like, I'm going to go take them out with all my men. Right. And God kept... Cutting it back. He's like, make these men leave. Make these men leave. And he's like, slowly
1: dwindling numbers of his army. And
0: he's like, God, like, I got like nobody left. (laughs) It's like me and my crew against this vast army.
1: Right. He's like,
0: I don't have any strength. I don't have anything. And this is the phrase in the Bible that stuck out to me and has been my phrase since. God literally told Gideon, go in the strength that you have. Hmm. And I was like, Go in the
1: strength that you have.
0: Because I'm out here, right, Right. backtracking a little bit. I'm believing all the false lies about me, saying that I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough. People don't like me. um, I don't have any purpose or use right now. I have nothing. So how the heck am I going to break this uh, Hmm. cycle of depression? How am I going to break this silence that I've been in? How am I going to get to my calling? Yeah. And God was like, "Go in the strength that you have." That's good. Like, I'm gonna cover the rest, but go in the strength you have.
1: Well, here and here's the thing is that that reminds us, or not reminds us, but that speaks to the fact that <laughs> go in the strength that you have. It's almost kind of like a, a like it's God. I, uh, this is why I believe God has a sense of humor, mm-hmm. because you'll look, um, you know, many scriptures later in the New Testament, you hear, you know, in my weakness. Actually, is I think it's David think david says this in in our no ah it's paul in your weakness god is strong you know yeah. where it, it's and through our weakness that we get to be able to see the great strength that god has and um it's so funny because you know it says you hear stuff like that go in the strength that you have well and then you some some of you might be like well wait, wait strength but but it's in my weakness I'm, well here's the thing is just because God tells you to go in the strength that you have, that doesn't mean you're super strong or that there's some level of strong. That yeah. means you're going as you are. Yeah. And and and, and whatever you're lack, quote unquote lacking, whatever amount of strength that you need, yeah. you just go in what you got. Mm hmm. And in that, God's going to honor and bless you and he's going to take care of you because it's not about it's not about the quantifiable strength that I have. Mm-hmm. It's not about the amount of strength that I have, but it's about the obedience yeah. and willing to go as I am, where I am. And, and, and when I do that, that's when God shows off. Yeah. That's when he shows up and shows off.
0: Yeah, and for me, like that verse, I think out of all scripture, that was probably like one of those <laughs> rare scriptures that's like, this doesn't sound churchy. This doesn't sound over spiritual. This is something I can understand as a person who doesn't necessarily know the whole church lingo, right? Go in the strength that you have not like, Oh, you will like go this way. And the devil will spread in like seven different directions. That's a verse, but, uh, (laughs) like
1: the dragon will come down from the sky. Yeah. Like all this, there's no
0: simple, there's no like million steps. It's go in the strength that you have, go with what you got. Yeah. And I, for whatever reason, like something just clicked Hmm. and it wasn't like this instant transformation, but my mindset just changed completely. My person did not, but my mindset did. And instantly that verse pointed me to, first of all, the truth that, yeah, I'm not enough, but like God's got me.
1: Right. Wow.
0: But then it also pointed me to the other truths about what God says I am. So he's like, Hey, Mm. like, yeah, you may not be like strong enough, but I'm going to be with there with you. Right. Here's what you are. You are more than a conqueror. You are deeply loved. Wow. You know, you are my son, right. Who I'm well pleased with. Right. Right. You know, he's saying a bunch of these different Ah. truths about who you are. You know, I am your child. And because I started seeing, because that one simple truth in a language that I could understand with the tone of love, right? Because that hit me, that was able to point me to all the other millions of truths.
1: Right, oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. And so
0: I took those and started like telling myself that like every day and then finding, looking for a circle of people who could tell me those things but I wouldn't have to ask for it or try to conjure up myself into a certain way to be accepted, to be loved. Like they would just automatically be those encouraging people you know? And so people who were speaking truth with love and to a point where I didn't have to work for it. I just knew this, these were the right. people because there's a lot, you can have a big circle, but not everybody in your circle is in your corner. And I needed people who were in my corner.
1: i not, I think what you said was really great. I will, I have to, I have to be a butt and say, well, technically there's no corner inside a circle, exactly. but I got, I got what you're saying. And I think, well, I think what's so cool though about that. And, and I think listeners, we all can, I encourage you all to take this. Um, if you're notes, take notes. Think about Please this. Please take notes. Please take notes. Note takers are world changers. Shout out to my youth pastor back in the day. Um, favorite first. But no, think about, I want you guys to hear what Danny said. And I thought it was so good. That when we take one truth from God, when we take one truth from God, it illuminates all the truths of God and all the truths that he says and speaks about and over us, mm-hmm. um, it's so beautiful. I think you know. You think about it's kind. Of, it's kind of like it's. You think about light and darkness and how mm-hmm. where there is light, there cannot be darkness, and it only takes one small amount of light to put to to bring lightness into any situation. Yeah. And I think about you know we this uh, the illustration like you're walking down a, a hallway or whatever, yeah. and you get to a door and. And you just cracking that door open, just just a smidge, yeah. just a smidge, opening up to that one truth, speaking that one truth, being informed and being told of that one truth allows you then to not feel fear, allows you then to not believe those lies or not not to trust those lies anymore. And in that one crack, you open that door one crack to that one truth, being exposed mm-hmm. to that one thing, you're allowed to able to just have that, you have that. That that excitement, that joy, that that hunger for all the truths that God has for you, you swing, are able to swing that door yeah. open, and and there, before you is all the greatness and all the goodness that is God, mm-hmm. and what He has for you and for me and for yeah. us as His children. Like, I love that. That's such a beautiful, that's such a beautiful thing. And I, I like how I like how you're saying that because it all starts. And you said the tone of love. Yeah. Because if you come at me, even if you're telling me a positive or a great message or something that's going to transform my life, mm-hmm. if you come at me with this truth and, and, and it's not in a tone of love or in a tone of anything else, it's
0: going to sound attacking.
1: 85% of the time, I'm probably going to be like, Doc, back up. Yeah. Step off. Like, I don't, I, I got pride problems, so don't come at me because I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. But when you come at somebody, or you come at me, or you come at somebody, whoever it may be, with uh, with the tone of love, yeah. that completely changes the message. That completely changes the perceiving and intake of that message. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, if you can't, if you can't, think, I'm, I don't want to use too many illustrations because it's too much time. It takes too much, <laughs> but like you know, the idea that. If, if 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 I'm not able to receive a message, how am I going to hear the message?
0: Yeah.
1: And if I'm already, you start speaking to me, and it's not in tone of love, and I'm already shutting you out, and I'm toning you out, and I'm 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 becoming defensive, and I'm putting my walls up. I'm never going to get that message. Mm-hmm. But it has to start with that tone of love. That's so good. Yeah, man. Dang, Danny. <laughs> Dang. Dude. Got he it. hates this phrase, but I'm going to say it anyways. Preach it. Oh, God. <laughs> So we're going to hop into the second part of, uh, and last part of the interview process, this interview conversation. But Danny, as we go into this last part, I want to take kind of pretty much all the conversation we've had so far, all the greatness, all the meat, all the bone. Yeah. And all of it's been kind of directed and talking about your life and your walk with Christ, which is great. That's the whole point of this. But now I want to shift our gear, shift our conversation and our, in our context, context to the listener. Yeah. How can the listener apply what we've been talking about to their lives? How can the listener become translators of the Christian lifestyle, of, of God's Word? How can, how, can, how can we become translators of God's Word to others so that, that, that way they can have those moments that you had yeah. with God and with His truths and His words?
0: So, um, in the most basic terms, I think the best way to become a translator... Yeah. Is to know the language of both.
1: Right? <laughs> so you're talking like Paul, you know, he was, he was a citizen of Rome and a citizen of the kingdom. Oh, mm, mm, mm. For y'all that didn't see that because we don't have video camera in here, I just dabbed on him. Anyways, continue though, Danny, with what you're saying.
0: Yeah, so you need to know both languages to right. translate. I can't know English and then just expect that I'm going to be able to perfectly translate Spanish. You know, you got to understand both. You got to understand context of both. You have to understand the dialect of both.
1: Hmm. So Hmm. like I
0: was saying earlier, figure out, uh, earth's language and speak it with a heavenly dialect. Come on. Speak it with love. Right. Right. If I'm going to, if I'm really going to reach people, if I'm really going to be, uh, creative and effective, I have to know their language But I have to speak it in truth and love in the way that uh, heaven would present itself. I have to bring the throne room to earth, especially in this hour, in this time right now. Um, Bro,
1: come on, somebody.
0: More than ever, it is so important to speak truth. Right. It is so important to be loving, especially with this election.
1: (laughs) Dude, honestly, when this episode (laughs) comes out, we still probably won't know who won the election. Honestly. (laughs) <laughs> golly 2020 man but what i think you're saying is such a cool point like the idea that i think i think first of all and you, you made a great point we have to be able to speak both languages and that first means we have to have our primary language which is heavenly language a kingdom language god's god's language his word his truth right that has to be our primary
0: you got to understand that one first right if you don't even understand your own english how are you going to speak
1: it, on, that's for sure and so if if it, it, and if you don't if you're not fluent here's the thing here's the thing you can be you have to be fluent in God's language to to be able to translate even small parts of man's language yeah you can't though you can't be fluent in man's language and translate to man bits and pieces and small parts of what heavenly or god's language that you know yeah. that won't work yeah you know like that's like saying to me if i you know i my first language primary language is english right mm-hmm. uh, now i've had the honor and opportunity to learn a little bit of spanish still really bad working on it though but i could you know i can take english and i can i've, I've been on some trips Used a little bit of my Spanish. I've been able to have like marketplace stuff. Like I can I can get my what I need or what I'm trying to buy, I can get that into Spanish from my English to Spanish and, and where, where they're able to understand it, right? Mm-hmm. But if I turn around, and I have to take let's say, you know, us tell a story or tell something from Spanish, yeah, and translate to English, I can't do that because I don't know enough Spanish. Mm-hmm. I can I can say mi amo Trey. My name is Trey. Me gusta el um, papel. I don't know why that's his, but I like paper. Like that, that, like that, that's not gonna get me far. So, so listeners, think about this: if you want to be a translator for God, if you want to be a messenger for God, you first have to be able to know God and know His language. Mm-hmm.
0: And dude, you know, I think in this, in this hour today,
1: <laughs> right,
0: more than ever. And I've seen a shift this year, and it's only shifting more. But God's clearly making a distinction between the manufactured church and the anointed church. Wow. And where it stands, it comes down to speaking with love.
1: Right, right. Right. Mm, mm, I like that.
0: Both the manufactured and the anointed church can speak a lot of truth, but you can't carry that anointing without the love. Mm. Manufactured, it doesn't take much. To just make copies and replicas and however much until it's completely not the same anymore.
1: That's crazy. But the
0: anointing, the anointed church, they walk in the strength that they have. They walk with love. They walk with truth. And they translate in the way that the world can understand. And they don't keep church as an insider.
1: Well, here's what happens is when we, when we, when we manufacture church, it becomes what Jesus fought so hard against. Yeah. And that is religion. Mm Mm-hmm. That is Pharisees. That is, and and I'm using, that's a church word, so I'm going to clarify for anybody that doesn't know what a Pharisee or a Sadducee is. um, Literally, the best way to describe it is somebody who is so knowledgeable and so great at understanding God's word, Mm -hmm. but they take out the relation of God and they hold on only to the law of God. They only take the truth of God and not the love of God. Mm -hmm. And when you only have the truth of God, you do not allow God then to work in that because you don't have his love. And so when you have manufactured church, when you have a manufactured church, you can't operate out of God's love and you don't get the full picture. You can't, I'm going to bring this full circle. You can't properly paint a picture of the throne room with with manufactured church, you mm-hmm. can't.
0: Yeah, you need an anointing, bro. Mm. And an
1: and, an anointing. and 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 we're using the word anointing. Yeah, I'm we need it out of what I said. I know. I, I, I forgive, you. Kind of I'm gonna forgive you. I'm gonna forgive you. I'm gonna give okay. you thirty seconds to find what is anointing. <laughs> I, I know. I'm putting you on yeah. the spot. If you're gonna use it, you gotta explain it. Paint too. that
0: picture. Simply put, anointing is what God's given you. Hmm. Right, it's blessed. Like I, like I said, it's it's a specific gift. It's a blessing. It's a create. It's a creative part of you. It's what makes you you mm. and separate from the rest. Right. The, wow. body, ha- the body has many parts, but right. each part is different. But they all act together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the anointing is the specifics of your creativity, and that's what I was saying at the beginning. Is like we need to find a creative way to reach the world. Mm. And right now with. The COVID and learning how to shift life, we the church has to get creative. Right, and we cannot be stuck in our ways. And people are going more and more. Um, I mean, they're getting further away from God. Right, Christians, the church is getting further well, and further away from God. Well,
1: here's what's happening in our attempt to be creative and our attempt to be quote unquote innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happening is. We're, 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 we're forgetting and, and I know we're talking about and pushing the idea of have holding truth and love and we've talked about how so easy it is for Christians to speak truth and not love but at the same time I feel like we're having an issue where we're preaching just love yeah. and we're taking we're dropping and we're forgetting the, the whole the hold on to that truth God's truth mm-hmm. in the same hand and, and so what's happening is we're going we're having a split in the world where there's some Christians and some churches yeah. now that like they had the right intention in mind. And I think, and I had a pastor, a youth pastor back, Chad Overton, shout out to him. Great guy. Um, Great man of God. Love you. But, um, he would always say this, you know, the message can never change, but the delivery has to. Yeah. So the way we spread God's word, the way we deliver it has to change. It has to evolve Mm -hmm. as culture changes. God's word has the way it's delivered has to evolve. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean theology changes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the message changes. That doesn't mean God's truth changes. Just the way we deliver that truth. The way we deliver that message and the way we deliver theology has to change. It has to evolve.
0: Let me throw the Christian's a bone. Let's
1: right?
0: go. You keep the message. Uh-oh but you change up the method.
1: Oh, Oh, you did a double M. There you go. You he get, hates it and loves it. He <laughs> sounds like, he sounds like Paul right now. I do what I hate and I hate what I do, but I keep doing it. Uh
0: yeah. Hey, I want to bring up, uh, uh, just a small portion of scripture. if That's fine with you.
1: I mean, this yeah, is, is a biblical based podcast. So if, if I were to tell you, you can't bring scripture <laughs> into this. I, I, I think I lose the validity of this podcast. Go ahead.
0: All right. <laughs> well, uh, for those who are listening, um, Hey mom, I, I encourage you to read this in any uh, version that you so desire. Um, but for me, I'm reading out of the passion just for words sake.
1: Um, Paint that illustration.
0: Second Timothy uh, chapter four verses two through five. Whew. And I think it's very, so much of what today is and what we need. Hmm. And, Uh, it's a lot of what I stand for. (laughs) So it says this, proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what Mm. rise to the occasion and preach when it is convenient and when it is not preach in the full expression of the Holy spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach people. For the time is coming when they will no longer listen and respond to the healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. Wow. They they will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their (laughs) desires saying just what they want to hear. They will close their ears to truth and believe nothing but fables and myths. So be alert to all these things and overcome every form of evil. Carry in your heart the passion of your calling as a church planner, evangelist, and whatever your gifting is, and fulfill your ministry's calling. So
1: Dang, son. That's a big chunk, right? But it's so good.
0: Um and
1: that's Second Timothy chapter four verses
0: Chapter four verses two through five.
1: Two through five.
0: Wow. Um just to break it I'd down. I'd encourage
1: s- you listeners, go back and read simply. that for yourself too. Yeah.
0: Just to break it down super simply, but not go super deep into it. Um I love how in the beginning it says, you know, proclaim the word of God, stand upon it no matter what, you Hmm. know, preach when it's convenient and when it's not rise to the occasion, but make sure you preach in the full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom, with patience. Wow. Go back to, uh, scripture, you know, it refers to love is patient. Love is kind. Yeah. Saying, you know, be wise about the truth you're speaking and how you're going to speak it but be patient with people because not everybody's going to want to listen and not everyone's going to understand yeah. because the way I'm presenting it may not be a way that they're going to immediately get it. Um, but we have to be loving when we do that, but also stand in your truth. Like, n- like we were saying earlier, not just know, stand in it, stand
1: language. on it. Yeah.
0: Know your language. Yeah. Because like, I mean, we've seen how bad this world's been getting this year. We gotta stand on it and we gotta be loving.
1: And that's the thing is, I think here's the crazy thing is, and this kind of just came to me when we were saying stand on that truth. Yeah. Stand on the truth of God. Here's the thing. When we stand on our own truth and we allow our own truth to elevate us, right? Mm-hmm. When we, Eventually there's going to come a point when what we have spoken and what we believe is truth and we're saying is our truth. It's gonna be shown, and it's gonna be it's gonna be seen as false. There's gonna be cracks, and people are gonna see into it yeah. and tear it, and we're gonna fall. Mm-hmm. But when we stand on God's truth, and we let His truth elevate us, not for our elevation, but so that way we can, people can be, more people can be, can hear the truth that we're standing on, speaking of, as we're elevated. That foundation is not going to have cracks. That foundation is not going to have anything that people are going to be able to look in and find fault. Yeah. There's not going to be anywhere, anything in there that people are going to be able to look in and find, and find heresy or lies or, um, or hate. Mm-hmm. Right? When we stand on our own truth and we build our own platform we allow our elevation to be built and we are elevated by that, there's going to be flaws. There's yeah. going to be falsehoods. There's going to be heresy. There's going to be hate. Because we're man. Because we're man. But God's truth, when we stand on God's truth, whew, somebody. And this is
0: a time more than ever to go in the strength that you have. Like it's, it's going to be hard to stand on truth. It's going to be hard to be loving towards people. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get harder because they're going to come against us more as Christians. Right. Um, but even, people, even if you're not Christian, people are going to come at you harder and harder as time goes by. Wow. And so um, we need to be loving. We need to stand on our truth. We need to go in the strength that we have and realize God's got us. Like, we're almost done with 2020. Not
1: saying that. Come on. <laughs> Not that. Amen, God. Uh, 2020, closing <laughs> the chapter, ending that season, <laughs> please.
0: As much as I would love to say and be positive that it's going to get better in 2021, <laughs> if you look to scripture,
1: don't, it's, it's don't not, you do it.
0: Don't get your heads up. Don't you do it. <laughs> you know, it's only going to get better once Jesus gets back.
1: All right. Oh, let me get but, married, God. Please, Jesus. Let me get married before you come too. back. Me too. I'm just, uh, I'm not going to go more into that. If you know, you know. Anyways, no, I think, stand. I think and we, we read, I know, I know you just closed your, your notes, there but you we go, read go. that last section. Cause there's a part in there that I, when you read it, it's like, ah, that's good. Yeah. But I need a reminder. Cause once again. That's why. That's why we need to make sure whenever we say, whenever, like um, Danny said, make great point earlier. When 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 pre- preachers preach, or when when we as 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 translators, when we translate, yeah, if we're not given things that are pointing people back, so that they can remember and point them back to God's word, then then it's useless. I like I, right now. I I need Danny to repeat it because I don't remember it fully.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, You know, speaking with wisdom, patient, as you instruct people. That was the beginning part. Uh, The ending part is this. So, for the time is coming when they will no longer listen and respond to the healing words of truth. Yeah. Because they will become selfish and proud. Pause.
1: There will come a time when they will no longer be healed by the... They will no longer be...
0: They will no longer listen and Respond to the healing, healing words, of words of truth. truth. Because, wow. Because they've become selfish and proud mm. They've become so wrapped up in their own opinions, right? Look at Instagram, right? Look at Twitter. Look at Facebook It's
1: just people's opinions. Hmm. How much of that is actually truth, right? But 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 we're standing on that like it is truth. Yeah, and we're expecting Healing to come from those but it's not happening. Yeah. Wow. You know when it says they'll seek out teachers Teachers is more
0: of, in the way I would describe this context, it's more of, who do I trust? Mm. You know, who am I going to? Right. Who am I going to for validation? What am I going to for validation?
1: Who's who's teachers are somebody that we're gonna that, and especially in the context of 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 Bible times and you know, Paul speaking, writing Timothy, talking about teachers. Teacher is somebody that we hold at a high regard. So yeah. if I hold somebody to a high regard and I consider them a teacher. When they speak to me, I'm gonna take what they're speaking,
0: yeah,
1: as valid, true word. Yeah. So these people, they're gonna to go to people who they consider teachers who they highly respect. Mm-hmm. Now, just just know, just because they're highly respect, doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean they're right. Yeah. But just they're highly respect. They have influence, and they're gonna to listen to them. And and what what does it say? So it says they will seek out teachers
0: with soothing words that line up with their desires. Ooh. Saying just what they want to hear. Wow! So again, there's people will leave the truth, seeking validation in a place that doesn't have truth
1: to find comfort right? in their own lie, in their own words, in their own language. Deception
0: becomes man's comfort zone. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like sinful nature Ooh. finds its comfort. In Come on! E- com- finds comfort in the evil.
1: Right, right. And
0: we don't know it's evil. Because we haven't put on truth's lens yet, you know.
1: Mm, like that's I'm,
0: good. I, as a person who is not Christian, I'm not going to know the difference of good and evil, right? Right. I'm going to know the difference of what I believe. What is I believe is
1: good and evil, good and right? Evil.
0: But what I believe is good and evil, and what the Bible says is good and evil. It's going to be different,
1: right? If you if you if you're not a Christian, your morals, your values, your standards, your understanding. Yeah. They're going to be two completely different things.
0: Exactly. Because everything, you know, like they, like they say in the Bible, <laughs> uh, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so like I can act a certain way. Um, I can believe certain things. I can do certain things and sure. They may have a little bit of Christian value, but they might not be entirely there. But
1: mm. is it beneficial
0: for me to stay in that place these people are looking for validation because they, right. they don't know the truth of themselves. They haven't been loved. You know, and when you don't get either of those things, mm. you'll go anywhere you can get it. Mm. And, um, and so, it you know, wow. it says they start to believe nothing but fables and myths, or in more of our terms, you start to believe stuff that, rumors, like I was saying,
1: stories. You're,
0: you're believing rumors, you're believing stories, you're believing things in your head that no one ever said to you but because you got an insecurity from one thing someone actually did say, it conjured a bunch hot. of things. Right, and that happened to me, right? I wasn't getting truth and love from uh, family, from family, from people who surrounded me. Right, and so because of that, I started believing things that were not true. I believed myths, <laughs> you know. Um, and so it finally says at the end, you know, be alert to all these things. You know, be alert to the people that are around you, like. Be alert to yourself, you know, be self-aware, uh, overcome every form of evil, um, and carry in your heart, the passion of your calling, at, mm. and it lists a bunch of things like church planner, evangelist, right, blah, 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 whatever your calling is, carry that calling with passion and carry that with truth and love. So you'll fulfill that wow. calling. Cause Golly your calling's not gonna, it's not gonna mean anything if you're not carrying it out with love, at at the very core, mm-hmm. but also truth, and then of course you gotta have passion behind what you're doing.
1: Right, passion, passion is the mo- is is the I think.
0: Like don't so let so here's the thing:
1: truth and love is the message, but passion is the vehicle that takes. Is that what gets the message? And I think that's so good. Um,
0: find your passion in God. Right. Because if you only have validation for people's approval one you'll die of their rejection but two you're always going to walk away empty-handed and your passion is just going to like
1: fizzle out right wow but if it's in
0: god like he said you know he's like i'm the you know the the well of living water Mm. like you know you'll never thirst you know so if i put my passion if i put everything i got into uh what jesus has called me to do like i'm always going to have the energy to keep going I'll have, you know, the like I said, go in the strength that you have, right. But make sure that strength and that passion is in that well of eternal water
1: from Jesus. That's so good. I love, I love that one. The part you, know, passion so key. But I really like this truth and love, love and truth. Um, listeners, here's such a big thing that um, whether you're uh faith, if you're a Christian or you're not, if you believe in God, if you don't. Um, this has been a conversation that the church, when I say church, I mean the global church, the capital C Christian church, body of Christ struggled with for so many years. Mm -hmm. And, and they struggle with, 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 and, and Jesus, literally you look at all through the gospels, every parable, Jesus is speaking to this where you can't have truth without love and you can't have love without truth. And here's the cool thing is people go, okay, so Jesus was 50% truth and 50% love. No, no, he was 100% truth and 100% love. Because if you think of, if we start viewing Jesus as 50% truth and 50% love, then then we tell ourselves, okay, so for only 50% of the time, do I have to operate in truth? Yeah. And only 50% of the time do I have to operate in love? No, 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 no. 100% of the time you have to operate in truth. Yeah. And 100% of the time you have to operate in love. And the only way that's possible is when we're operating and we're, and we're, and we're moving through Christ. Because if, if, for instance, I don't think it's possible to operate 100% truth and 100% in love when we're talking from a man's perspective, from a man's truth, from a man's, um, man's word. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. It's only possible to do that 100% both sides, truth and love, when we're operating through and from and out of the Spirit. That is Jesus. Nice. Um, man. That's some good stuff, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. I, of course, dude. <laughs> listeners, you are, dude, You guys, I'm telling you, this might be one of those episodes, I'll, I have to say about every episode because I honestly believe God has taken and used every single episode of this whole season um, to really bless you guys, to bless me. Um, but if you have a chance, I really go back and re-listen to this episode and man, take notes. Take notes of every episode, man, because God, <clears throat> I don't want to use the word anointed again. Because ah, we, we, we somewhat deciphered, translated the word anointing from, for, uh, from its Christianese roots. But I really believe God has used this podcast, this message, um, His message, for a time just as this, um, through this season of my life. God has used this for me and for my personal um, growth and personal um, walk with Him, and has benefited and blessed me in so many ways. But... It's so cool how God works. He, when he blesses, he doesn't bless just one person. He blesses everybody who comes in contact. And so I've been blessed by this podcast. But everything, every single one of you listeners, I believe God wants to bless you with this podcast too. Uh, wants to bless every um, guest that I've had on all eight episodes. It's been so much fun. It's been such an honor. Um, Danny, man, really, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for dude. Bring in the hammer, bring in the sledgehammer, dog, for the final season finale. Season one, Caffeinated Calling, episode eight. Dude. Hey, listeners, thanks again so much for listening on this episode of Caffeinated Calling. This was episode eight. Um, this was a very special episode, in case you didn't realize or haven't heard yet throughout the whole episode. This was the final episode. Season finale of season one, episode eight. Wow, uh, and calling has been a dream. I'll be honest with you, it's been a dream, it's been amazing. Um, and but here's the such the cool thing this is not the end of caffeinated calling, this is just the beginning. Hashtag the best is yet to come. Some really exciting stuff for you guys to know. I'm, I'm gonna give it to you fast. Um, listen, so in the month of February, first Monday of February is the goal, is the plan to release. Season two of cabinet Call. Some of you might be like, Trey, why are you waiting so long to do release season two? Well, here's the here's the cool thing. So here's what's happening, right? Not only have we been able to reach so many people, so many listeners through the different platforms that is um that podcast offers, that podcasting has to offer. Um, but I'm super excited because I believe that God's vision, um, God has put a vision in my heart for this podcast to be um, um. Be available in so many different ways, so many different platforms, and so starting um, with season two, premiering on season two of P- Caffeinated Calling, um, we will be on YouTube as well with a fizz, with a visual with a visual podcast. Um, I'm super excited for this. I'm so excited to announce that season two, we will be not just a podcast with audio, but also a podcast with video on YouTube. Um, why? Why are we doing this? I kind of alluded to it a little bit in my rambling a second ago, but I truly believe that if the goal of this podcast is to help people experience, help people hear, help people learn and grow. In their relationship with God and the day-to-day process, understanding that their calling, their purpose, is unique and to themselves—that God designed just for them—if if that is their goal, then 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 we have to—I have to believe that we can continue to reach people in many different ways, as many different platforms, as many different. Um, functions as possible earlier in the episode with Danny we talked about how the message of God can never change but the delivery has to um, and I think going into a video platform will be just another way that we that that God wants to use this podcast use this um, platform to to share his word, share his message share the goodness in the gospel that is Christ Jesus so hey I got I got I got a little I got a little fired up right there um, but thank thank you, listeners. Thank you so much. Till next time, I'll see you. This is your host, Trey Sills with Caffeinated Calling.